Welcome to week three, or episode three more specifically, from the Gen X guys. It's the same thing. It's the third week, and it's the third episode, so you weren't wrong. That is true. Basic math. Basic math. Or logic. Basic logic. Logic. It's also math. That's true. That's true. So this week on the show, we're going to focus on all things Disney. Primarily because back, yeah, we're, we're going to take from our experiences of being when we were younger and went to Disneyland back in like 70s or 80s, depending when you first went. Me specifically was 70s. Not that I can clearly remember any of that, but you know. Yeah, I, I remember the 80s. Yeah. No, I do remember going in the 80s. My brother, things like that. Well, there you go. Yeah, and I did the uh, 80s. I remember. That, 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 was a, that was a totally different experience. Back then, yeah. Well, exactly. For instance, I mean, pricing was different. The experience was different. There was also only one park back in the day for Disneyland. Well, we kind of look at it like, I think for us, we kind of look at it at three different phases, right? We had it ours up until we had kids. So when you were a kid, teenager, so on. And then going with kids was a totally different experience. And then kind of where you see it today. You know, with our kids being older or, you know, as adult Disney goers, it's a totally different. I, I think the viewpoint, not only did the part change, but I think also our viewpoint changes, right? Like when we go, when we were younger, it was, it was just cool walking around it. You know, I mean, and you could walk around it. That's all we would do is just walk around, wait in a line, get on a ride. It was really, it was a basic amusement park back when we were, when we were kids, right? I mean, well, it, yeah, you had the rides and you had the characters, and there was a theme park. Yeah, similar to today's main theme parks, although they've now tweaked it quite a bit. Yeah. All of them have, but yeah, oh, back yeah. in the day, you're right. There was no concept of fast pass. I mean, there was when we had kids, the fast pass yeah. existed, but even prior to that, that never existed. It was just more standby, like you go. The difference is from other parks was Disney was always about theme, right? It's always yeah. about theming. Whether it's Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, all those good things, it's all about theming. Yeah. And now it's. It's. I mean, when was the last time you went to Disneyland? Disneyland, we haven't been to Disneyland Park in probably eight years. Eight or eight eight to nine years, I think that was like the last time was probably about eight or nine years ago. We've never been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Nope, not yet. And I, I honestly don't know. When we all plan on going, to be honest. And it, What's it, the reason for that? As much as I want to go to see it, there's the money aspect. How much money does it cost to go there for three days? Right? I mean, just, just for three days. You know, there's... It's not as enjoyable of a... Like, the idea of going isn't as enjoyable as it used to be. We, like, okay, when we went with kids, there's always a... a shit ton of work right you had to have the bags you had to have the food you kind of had to coordinate it we had to be up at like six o'clock in the morning make sure everybody got ready that we had everything it was a lot of work but i think there was a different idea back then of doing it nowadays it just seems like you're going there you're expecting to spend a lot of money like three days is for each person like five hundred dollar range just to get in the park not to mention parking not to mention the hotel of it I live in the Bay Area, so there's also transportation to get down there. And so you're talking, you know, three or four days alone is a minimum for, like, my wife and I, just us two. You know, you're talking, what, $1,200, $1,500? And that's just to be there. That doesn't count anything in there. And my wife... You can buy food in there and and items. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Still going to ride rides, dude. You can do something in there. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, what he's making fun of me about is riding rides. As I got older, my ability to handle rides has decreased dramatically. Wait, um, how bad? How bad? Because I know it's been a while. I know you can't handle spinning, so riding like teacups yeah. was like impossible I've for never, you. Yeah, I've never been able to do teacups. But even regular roller, roller coasters, and it's not, it's just, yeah, equilibrium and then just the idea like stomach, getting motion sickness happens a lot more now. And especially like some of the rides that are more the visual ones, like um, one of the last rides I did like that was the Harry Potter one at Universal. 
and mm-hmm. it's more that visual where they where you're kind of suspended and you kind right. of fly through and you move around but that whole thing of not being able to get a fixed point yeah i was not a happy camper after that but yeah yeah first time i wrote that as well for harry potter was the same thing just yeah. because the sudden pull left to right on a giant screen motion wise can be for some a bit unsettling to the stomach so after that i've been fine since then but the first time definitely i think my body i just had to get maybe under or uh, aligned with it or whatever the fucking word is but yeah so but to your point so for disneyland i agree so i went there earlier this year with my daughter two of us went it was we went midweek because right now disney does this cheaper period of time midweek has been like not that this is that much cheaper but 105 bucks per ticket for just one park. Right. Right. But then the weekends come and they jack it up to like 170. Right. For one one fifty. Yeah. For one yeah. park. And then you add in if you want to do a park hopper, if you want to jump between the parks, it's probably like an extra sixty, I think it was, something like that. So well, yeah, it's because you have Star Wars in Disneyland and you have Marvel in the other. Right. California. In yeah. California. Disney California. So yeah. which you have been to, by the way. So you actually went to Disney California. Over yeah, the last two years, because you went to the Marvel Spider-Man ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done we've done California in that time zone. I think we've done California only three times in that. Like one time was just one day. Actually, no, yeah. twice we did just one day. It was more like just to be able to hit the park and go in. So like we went to Marvel when like I think it was open only like two days when we when we got there. So yeah. it was actually pretty early on. Um. But yeah, it's it just the experience is different. It's like how much money you spend just to go down there now. I mean, everybody complains about it, but it's it's a reality because I look at it this way. It's like if I'm I, I'm going to spend that money. I mean, there's other places where I might just want to spend that money for vacation now. I think it's just it's not a priority anymore. And also, like when you go into the park, it just doesn't have it doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't feel like like before you would. Like notice that like when you went from section to section, you knew where you were. And now it just doesn't feel that same way anymore to me. Maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe it's just not as Oh, you're definitely old. older. Jesus. Sure. Yeah. Christ, man. What are you talking about? All right. So I get it. To your point, yeah. You, you cost is a big contributor. Like we've thought about it multiple times, but before we used to go quite often. Now it's more always considering pricing. Because there's that, there's yeah. the park hopper price, there, there's this concept of fast pass, which is called lightning lane or whatever, that you have to pay for on top yeah. of this Genie Plus program. Yeah. It's like they found every way to milk the shit out of everything at this point. Well, see, and, you know, for us, I mean, we, you would not, our families would go to Disneyland in the 2000s, like two to three times a year. Like, you know, right. always during the holiday season, like after Thanksgiving, some or other, sometimes during Thanksgiving, but always during the holiday, and then you know one time during the year, and then maybe one random time that we put in there. But like your wife knew every ins and outs of it, like you know. But it wasn't that complicated. It was still pretty much like, okay, we're going to do this for this reason. Now it's just like, I don't know. It's like when when you see people who go now, they it, even when they try to explain it, I don't think they really know like what the plan is. You know, like they understand right. like how to do it, but they don't really know how to work the system. It doesn't yeah. like you can anymore. That's true. And part of it, the frustration, and to your point, is like even back when we went in the early 2000s, I mean, there was crowds. We went, to your point, we went to holidays. Like holidays are always notoriously sure. the most crowded period of time. Yeah. But even when we went back then, it's it was more, I don't know, it just didn't feel as like you could move around between the parks a bit easier. Like there were choke points, which has always yeah. been the case, but never felt like I, there was no real frustration with going there. Like today, it's frustrating. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't go because I just get frustrated with the fact that the the crowds can get ridiculous, but just the people nowadays coming into the park, different feel. Like, yeah, it's just lack civility, I guess, around everything. Well, it was like, you know, and we don't worry about this anymore, but even when you went to go get the pictures with the with the characters, right? It was, it made sense. Like, you know, people would line up and they would kind of go a certain way. You would have the one person um, 
you know, the one usher, I guess, whatever you would call them, but like, you know, that helper for them to make sure things didn't get out of hand. And he would always have the one or two people to try to get in the one extra pitcher or take the time. But I think one of the things in, again, I haven't really seen it so much at Disneyland, but I still even seen in California was, is back then it was only children that were trying to do that. Now you have grownups all doing, trying to do it and as much, and they're, pushier than parents were with their kids like you know you always had the parents who were like just shoving their kid through but now you see grown people who want, either want to do it for some social media whether it's tiktok instagram whatever that you see as many grown-up people trying to get those pictures as you do kids nowadays yeah i think that's what's kind of like gotten rid of this ability is that at least with kids it's like you know you have one or two in the in the bunch that would go overboard but now you have half the people just oblivious or just straight up rude yeah no i agree you see that more well you see that more and more now because there have been more fights people doing stupid shit at disney world in particular and disney but i mean just some stuff people jumping off the ride because they like pirates of the caribbean dude jumps off because he was tired of waiting because the ride broke down they were slowly back moving people out of the boats he jumped into the water just to walk out so i mean instantly gone and you see fights breaking out between families at like Disneyland or Disney World Magic Kingdom, wherever it's at. Yeah. And that, that's picked up. And it also comes back to like, why are they serving? So obviously over the last 20 years, Disney's decided to do a lot more to gouge you for money. Like every right. experience now has to cost something extra. It's no longer what was originally Walt's plan. Like you get in the park. Sure, there was the concept of E-tickets, D-tickets, because you get in the park then you have to kind of get that book to pay for um, oh, yeah. additional rides. Over time, they changed that. And once you got in the park, the rides were there. So yeah. now they're, you know, gouging you for everything. They're increasing everything. They're doing this whole. Uh, and you're getting less. Yeah, you're getting a much less. Yeah. The cast members are not getting paid as much as they used to, mm-hmm. you know, and their attitudes are going to get more difficult because they're also being stuck in these ridiculous work environment that doesn't make it easy for them and the people that come in are just they don't respect the ass. yeah um but then they offer things like alcohol which was never offered in the parks before nope. like, why did you need to bring alcohol in like that, were, people were always coming to the park they weren't coming to the park for the alcohol but now you throw in a a potential influencer that will have a change on people's attitude when they're going around well yeah it definitely because i think it's definitely changed and we've seen it over the years is that it's it's more for the money, and it, it means that they're trying to get the Disney adults in as much as much as anybody else. They're, it's not designed for kids anymore. It's you know that's that's not what Disney is about, though. I think if you look at Disney as a whole, Disney has has nothing that really it doesn't focus on kids. It knows its audience that has money is going to be you and I, or even the you know the twenty year old without kids who want who they can try to get money from. And I mean, that's I understand, true. but that comes so. Interesting you bring that up because that kind of comes into what Disney's done over the last 20 years now. So they bought yeah. both Star Wars and Marvel, mm-hmm. right? And so to your point, they now have a Marvel land, so to speak, um, Avengers campus, but it's really Marvel land, yeah, if you want to call it that, right. um, here at, in Disneyland because they can't really do that over on the East Coast due to some rights with Universal. Yeah. Um, and then they also have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but they always had a Star Wars ride back in the day that's still there. It's the best Star Wars ride, which is still Star Tours. Um, but so kind of taking that, so now they have these two big IPs, and obviously we'll start with Star Wars first. Star Wars over the years, when Disney bought them, you know, the last movies that had been made and really TV shows at that time under Lucas was just the prequels, and then of course, like Clone Wars was probably the last one. Um think under lucas i believe rebels probably fell after that or kind of fell in the same time i can't quite remember I think that the same time but it probably was the same studio probably just kept them right well yeah. dave filoni was the one leading clone wars and and the uh rebels right animation but so now they own them and of course now i'm not you know like anything you have to make money off of merchandise that's where a lot of your value comes from and now they're trying to continue to grow that and uh, it's been, you know, it's been interesting. Like, what are your thoughts about, we'll, we'll start with you. Okay. 
since Disney bought them, what's your opinion? Just overall. Overall, overall I, I haven't liked the direction. I mean, I think that there's same thing with Marvel is a saturation of the market where I'm not saying that we like the pacing, you know, how many years between getting, you know, um, you know, Wrench of the Jedi and then, you know, coming back to the prequels and all that. But it was always an event, right? You went to it and it was like this big thing, but now we're flooded so much with Star Wars. And again, the same thing with Marvel, which is Disney's thing. It's, it really, to me, is quantity over quality, where, like, the storylines that they've chosen, they haven't developed any any real characters. Like, you see the TV series that have, I think with Star Wars, more so than Marvel, you see the stark contrast between the TV series and the movies, where the TV series, they, they get a chance to develop the character. They don't rely all on the CGI or whatever. And you actually get a connection. Like Mandalorian is by far the, you know, the best example. Like you actually started to actually attach with that character, right? You 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 learned about him. You kind of saw his background. And you saw these other interactions. And it, you grew to love that character in that series. I think with the movies, and I, I don't want to get into the whole, maybe a little bit, the whole thing of the social message that they try to do, the diversity and so on. But I think when that becomes that started to become the sole identity of some of the, the the franchises, where that was really the main thing, and then when you hear things like about, and I know and that it was like you know just one person, but when you're saying that we're not going to do fan service, I'm like you're not going to do fan service for Star Wars, right? I mean, how many looking back when we were like in the '90s? How many of the trilogies, the different versions of the trilogies, did you have? Because I had at least four. You know, right. they, yeah. They, I mean, you had the original, the, the remastered one, the extended this, and I was like, but we still went out and bought it, right? I mean, we still went out and bought it. We bought Star Wars stuff continuously, even before the prequels happened. And it's right. like this is like the one thing. It's like I, I never, I, I didn't understand that enough. Not saying fan services for the sake of it. But when you hear somebody who's actually making one of the movies say that we're not doing this for the fans, which is what I heard, you're like, well, then why are you doing this to this franchise? Especially one as iconic. It'd be the same thing for Star Trek, right? You know, if you look at that, you know, why are you doing it to this franchise? Um, and we know what's the purpose. And that's, I think, even if they had good in some of the, the last three that they made for, you know, from off the original trilogy, it's hard to not have that in your mind of is some of the things that they do in these last movies, what is their intention behind it? Or I guess the way that I look at it is from a negative point of view. And it's hard to really give it a chance sometimes. Yeah. And to your point, so, so Star Wars was based off the original trilogy. That's what started this whole universe. Right. The prequels, nobody really, people had different opinions on the prequels when they first came out. Over time, apparently, they have changed where they're much better because now you have the sequels, which everybody hates. So you kind of change yeah. your perspective on those. Definitely. Um, although some of the perspectives like Jar Jar Binks still maintain true. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, the point is when they first got it, they come right out and you're right. They don't do a fan service, but they kind of do fan service because they straight up just duplicate A New Hope with The Force Awakens. I mean, the concept is the same. The kid stuck on a desert planet who determines his force abilities. Some older guy comes in, brings him out to the universe. There's a dark person out there. Yeah. So, and then the giant planet, which was a Death Star, basically, that they turned in, which I still question the logistics of that because it's a giant planet that can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. It gets one shot. It takes the sun's energy to draw it in. And, and how long? Yeah, and how long does it take for that beam to go to that place if it's not correct? Clean, it's not instantaneous. If it's going to take a while, well, hell, you know, there's called things of like rotation. So yeah. planets will move out of the orbit that they were in. So there's a lot of flaws. So that one got crapped on pretty big. And then they bring in another director who clearly had no clue what Star Wars was about None. when he made The Last Jedi. Not at all. It's a total no. joke. Um, the iconic character Luke Skywalker, the, the most. Um, 
what's the best word of saying it? Basically, you know, he he had the greatest attitude. He had the biggest hope that he could turn anyone. I mean, he turned the most evil jet or Sith Lord around. Second. And suddenly he's lost his way and decided, you know what? I'm That's not saving anybody. What I, I didn't like what he did, what they did to Luke the most, I, I, to your point. And Mark Hamill said many comments about how he disagreed with the concept behind that. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that's like when you look at that, there are a lot of flaws in them. Um, but the first one, to your point, I just the idea, it was very weakly written. Yeah. Like, like that first one was like no effort. And then they tried to throw in that. I loved Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out. But all of a sudden, everything had to be that type of humor thrown into everything. Like the thing when Luke takes the, the lightsaber and just kind of tosses it to the side, it's like, really? Or he gave up on his, you know, his nephew when he wouldn't give up on his father that he never knew. You know, yeah. it, there was a lot of things about it that I, I was just like, they basically took the other movies and basically... We didn't know it at the time, but remember when they said that really none of the other source material was canon. And I know you read so many of the books. Which is fine. And Dave Filoni's actually talked about that because people have asked him that too. Because he's a uh, he is a disciple in a sense of George Lucas when it comes to understanding Star Wars. He's sat with him. He's learned everything he can. So you can see a lot of Lucas's type of story mm -hmm. and where he wanted to go within what Dave Filoni's done with Mandalorian, right. even Ahsoka. Um which yeah. some people say that's just a fan service. That's Rebel Season Five or whatever it is. But that that's like, sorry, no, it's not. It was it was a good story. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but to your point, right? So canon, they instantly said all books when they bought them were legend, like no longer canon, so that they could set their own canon. Which but, I'm not against. But Filoni had said, look, Lucas has always said the books were an extension of what could be sort of a what if series. Yeah. But they, for him, only the movies and the TV shows were canon for Lucas. So, and then Dave Filoni agrees with that. Like, that's why, as much as the books are great source material for a lot of stories they could tell, yeah. they, at least they've come out and said, look, we just, we'll never use those. Now, whenever they bring a character into a show that was in the books, now they're part of canon. Like Darth Bane, Revan was mentioned once. Yeah. Um, Thrawn was obviously only in books, and now he's a big, character everybody loves um he's actually a fantastic character even in the books so the series that with ahsoka they finally bring him to life using rebels and so forth but yeah they have um different ways of doing things to your point like all there was so much source material they could have used they didn't and then the third movie you know was by far a total like homage to star wars fans as much as they could because you bring back the emperor should have been dead you basically throw Snoke, who was the antagonist in the first two, really, the dark sort of guy in the back, toss him out, and uh, and then you just have suddenly, they have so many opportunities that they could have done. They didn't have to bring the Emperor back to life. She, he, he could have existed as a Force ghost as well, leading the way or helping you know right. someone else. Could have done different things. The whole right. dyad that they wanted to throw in there made no sense because... If that were true, then that would have existed with Luke and Leia because they were actual twins. Right. Let me start on what happened with Leia. I mean, in the second movie, she gets knocked out into space, is unconscious, and somehow the Force pulls her back into a ship. It must be nice. like, okay. So, but I guess that's what I mean, though. It's like I'm not saying they had to do that, but when you do take, but even though stuff that was canon, they destroyed. Like again. Going back to Luke in all three movies, and especially, you know, Jedi, do you think that he would have ever given up on his nephew? No, not at all. I mean, he's the eternal optimist was the word I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, and like that, and and it just it just seemed like, and also all three movies to me are disjointed. Like there is no flow between them. Yes, yeah, so you had different. You had different writers, you had different uh, director and everything like that, but none of them make any sense. If you watch all three in a row, like, they make no sense. And, like, even going back to the prequels, like you said, the first one, um, you know, it, it was, Phantom Menace was, was bad. 
I don't think I, I don't think anybody that looks Darth fights you in Darth Maul. Huh? Darth Maul fights you right, right. as a whole, right? Phantom Menace as a whole was bad. I, I don't I, I haven't seen anybody revise that. I think Revenge of the Sith is a different story. I think that that one I actually liked when it came out. I don't think I hated, you know, two and three. You know, when you when you kind of saw how they progressed, I think they kind of corrected the stuff after Phantom Menace, and I think the stories went fine. And I think Revenge of the Sith is actually like as good as the original trilogy. I think it's a really well done Star Wars. Even looking back, like I've given the the sequels a chance again, like in the last year, and I just still again. They're disjointed. When you look at the first one, it just, again, like you said, it's New Hope all over again. And it's like, well, why did you have to go this way? And then two, I don't even know what two is about. Like two was so, like the fight scene that they had in the in the chamber and then some of the things about the, you know, the 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 warp speed as a, as a weapon, things like that, you're just kind of watching. You're like, it doesn't make it, or in the whole casino thing. And then I think to your point, three, it almost felt like pandering. Like, we piss off so many people. If we want this one to do well, we have to do this stuff. But yeah. it didn't execute well, it well. Well, and that's what impacted future movies too, Solo. So that one just got bombarded because it was, I think it was after The Last Jedi. Everybody hated Last Jedi so much, they didn't bother to check out Solo. And that one failed. And that's actually not a bad movie. Not a bad one. I I think that it fell short in certain areas. I really wanted to like it. I, I, I think the casting was fine. I, I mean, across the board, I thought it was good casting. And I thought, like, the idea behind it was good. It just... But again, it, it like you said, I think people were so jaded. And it came out, like, what, like two months after? Yeah, something like that. It was pretty close around the corner. That's why it failed so miserably. Yeah. But if you go back and watch it, it's actually not a bad standalone. Yeah. Um, and then Rogue Squadron was probably the only one since they bought it from a movie standpoint. That was awesome. That, that was, was really awesome. well done. Rogue One. You said Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. Sorry, not Rogue Squadron. Oh, yeah. That hey, one we're going to get these names wrong. They're just yeah. we're old and we're going to... Yeah, we're going to... Uh, the catch with that is, is that also had source material, in a sense, because it fell before... It was after, like, Revenge of the Sith, before Star Wars. Is when all this takes place and you knew they had to get the Death Star plants and that's that's what the whole concept was was putting this team together what led to that and so I think it was easier for that to transition in because yeah. there was some basis for what people could connect to and then of course for the TV shows I mean Mandalorian has been great last season was interesting because yeah. a lot of people complained it was no longer the Mandalorian it was more Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan who was a but as Dave Filoni says it's about the Mandalorian right. like sure. they're all Mandalorians so yeah doesn't have to be just him, but that's been the basis has been just him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta say, yeah, like I said, there's more than one. Any Star Wars fan who watched the final episode of season two, when what happens? An X-Wing comes in, Luke Skywalker just pummels through all the the uh, dark troopers with ease. And it's like, that's what people wanted to see all these years. Yep, 100%. So, you know, and that's what they needed to focus on. They didn't. And so it's, the best one is watching the parallel between when they did it in Rogue One. I mean, so okay, okay. As much as I love the 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 Luke one, the Vader one was like the Vader one was just incredible. Like when you saw, well, that, I think they had two different effects, right? Vader is like, hey, goddamn, yeah. this is why he's so evil and powerful. Versus Luke is like, goddamn, he's powerful. This is why he's going to go out there to help people. Like it's two different ends of the spectrum, but both oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the excitement. I agree with you. They were both fantastic Vader scenes. The beta one gave you that you were just like like in your trip going oh shit oh shit yeah. when when you heard him and like right that you knew what the scene was but yeah and he just did it and how like casual like Luke did it casually but Beta was just more like um you know he's just gonna just fuck everybody up along yeah. the way with oh, yeah. without without even trying I mean Luke he kind of had him do a little bit of stuff but the Luke one was just just as good it's like when you saw the X one come in you're like. No, no, and like you know, but you got hyped in a much different way. Yeah, like with the Vader one, I'm sorry, I'm well, you know, late 40s, and I, you kind of reverted back to a kid. Like you kind of got a little scared when when the whole Vader, you know, when you heard his voice and then, or you know, his breathing. I mean, and then when you saw the his saber, you know, come out. Right, exactly. 
and they and they did that when like that when he came up and you know he took on the destroyers. You know, it was just yeah, it was yeah. cool. So it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I mean, did, lately we haven't heard of any real new movies. I mean, they're supposed to be making some, but we don't know what they'll be. They talk about another movie with Ray being down the road where she'll be more of a, a master teaching others. So what we'll see what that right? means. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard, but they could still do movies with Luke and whatnot if they wanted to. So what's but your opinion on Ray? What's your opinion on Ray? I mean, everybody talks about, you know, the... So I liked, so I've read all the books, and Jaina Solo was a great character in those books. So I think Ray could be, you know, sort of a feed off of that. But the problem I have, not so much with uh, the acting behind it or the actress who's in it, because she's fantastic. I think it's more about the the way they just cut corners. Like suddenly she gets a touch of force, then she can do all these things that no force sense fuser can do. Then later on, she finds out she's Palpatine's granddaughter, and she has Force lightning, which, by the way, is not something you just inherit. No. So they just blow that off. And then let's not forget the second one where she and Kylo are like somehow connecting with each other through the Force. And it just and oh, and towards the end of it, she has able to lift all the rocks out of the mountain, so everybody that's stuck in that base that looks distracting can get out. And it's like, okay, at no point has she learned anything. There's no journey. No. And it's just like, it's just, you're just saying suddenly she's just, she's just got the skill. It's like, come on. She even knew nothing about Jedi until the first movie. And suddenly she's got all the skill by the end of the second one. And that's, you know, and okay. One thing I wanted to say really quick, I think to your point earlier is that going after the actors or actresses is just so. Oh yeah. That's weak. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. If I go after anybody, it would be like, you know, the, um, Captain Kennedy or the people who actually did it because I didn't like her character again. And it, it's for that point. It's they cut corners. Yeah. You know, they did all of this stuff cutting corners. Like you made her more powerful than any Jedi for. And the only reason is because she's Palpatine's daughter where you actually have Anakin. Well, Palpatine's not more powerful than Yoda. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So why is Windu for that matter? Right, and why? So wh- why is she this? Like Anakin and Luke come from the Force. I mean, basically, Anakin is like Christ in a way. You know, he was sure the, based he, on what they've stated. Force. Yes, he was born of the Force. Yeah. yeah, it's what it is. So I mean, you have that lineage for Solo and Skywalker as being, you know, talking about like the offspring of of um, of Han and Leia, but. You can see that, but why is she so powerful? Like beyond powerful to the point where she doesn't have to learn anything. And I think that was really lazy just to insert the her in there as this force user. Yeah. And then, like, to your point, then there's like the little things like the lightning. That's supposed to come from pure rage. That's not something that you just do. Like a lot of times, like when they talk about like, you know, how does like a Sith's lightsaber become red? As you know, they have to corrupt the, the crystal and all these little things about what make a Sith a Sith. And her having that just because she's his descendant was really lazy. You know, it's really like one of those things now because it's supposed to be coming from like they even brought it up in the prequels about like how Force Lightning is. You know, right. it, it, it's I, it, I didn't like Ray's character development because there wasn't any. No, I agree. And then that's the challenge. And then they try to back up the, uh, if you remember in that one, they also tried to show where Leia younger, when Luke was training Leia, and she's supposed to be, you know, like suddenly really good force user. I mean, she has the same level or should have the same level as Luke as it is because they both are twins from the same father. But so they tried to insert that to sort of suddenly show Leia was there and she helped talk to Ray. But the laziness comes down to at the end, of the second one, you see when she's in the Falcon, she pulls open a drawer, and in there are the Force books, the Jedi books that Luke had collected over time. Yeah. Throughout his travels to learn. And so it's not like she suddenly read through them and learned all these skills immediately. But, but that's what they implied. Yeah, they that's implied exactly that what they implied. That's what they implied. So, but yeah, it's more to practice it. What's that? You still have to practice it. You can't just pick it up, read it, and be like, oh, I can do this now. Right, and of course. And that was the whole thing. I, it, and I, I, 
I think both sides end up starting to go off the rails. Like you started saying, oh, it's just because she's a female. And it's like Osaka is, was insanely popular before all of this. And she is an extremely powerful force user. Nobody ever had a problem with her. You're talking about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Right? I didn't say Osaka. You said Osaka, but I just figured I'd just keep going. I didn't want to interrupt you. We were in Japan, and we were actually just talking about that yesterday. So, yeah. I can actually give a reason why I, I thought that. I said but, that. Ahsoka's powerful, but she's not that powerful. But I'm just saying, nobody has a problem with her. Right? No. I, but, yeah, but she's also a character that was developed over the Clone Wars with the Anakin and her right? master. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's easier. But to your point, like, if you're a new person who just jumped in and saw the Ahsoka series only and had no historical background, I mean, they kind of fed it to you in small parts here and there, which I thought was helpful. It was also nice to see Hayden Christensen play as the live version Clone Wars scenario, Anakin Skywalker. A little, a little bit almost like uh, Andrew Garfield with um, Spider-Man. You know, a little yeah. redemption because you, he had such a negative press at that time. Correct. Kind of gave him a little bit of a, you know. Now he's completely endorsed and loved by the Star Wars community. But so let me ask you this. For where do you think, since Disney owns Star Wars, what do they need to do to make Star Wars relevant again? I don't know. Honestly, like there's don't nothing know. in your head that would make it beneficial. Like what would get you excited about Star Wars again, I guess? Or, or are you just past it at this point and you're just like, forget it. I'm never caring anymore. No, I wouldn't say that. I, I just I just don't know. I I think that I don't know how they can reinvent Ray to make her not us to think about how it happened in the sequels, the sequel trilogy. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if that storyline should be if they should just start over again. Like, not saying I, people are trying to say the thing of remove the trilogy or the sequels from, from canon. Like, start all over again. That's not going to happen. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, But I almost think that they had to start all over again and maybe just kind of reset a little bit and kind of maybe go away from from the now that they have a trilogy trilogy so you have the three 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 maybe just now to say hey you know what that's in the past let's go with a new storyline whether it's you know like a thousand years or two thousand years in the future or whatever the case may be i think i i would almost like it to be separate and i think that would be the only thing that might pull me back and going into just having a good storyline where it's not about somebody has to be more powerful than the other. I'd actually wouldn't mind to see just, you know, the Jedi, like, in its infancy. Like, you know, like, everybody just learning it, like... Well, they're going to. They're apparently going to make a story based on the beginnings. Right. Um, I don't know if Rey is the one. I, I just don't... I don't know how I feel about Rey. Well, I, I think Rey, yeah. I think they can't put big focus on those characters anymore. Unfortunately, they could wait the 20 years out and see how it feels. But it, as far as immediate, you're right. And and as far as my my opinion is the way they'll make it useful. I mean, it depends. Like, do you want Star Wars to be more about the universe? Like, obviously, Mandalorian um, and or are two examples of shows that aren't directly tied with Jedi. Right. right? I mean... Loosely, they are because Mandalorian with Grogu, but outside of that, realistically, yeah. it's more supposed to be about the Mandalorian. And of course, Andor is about his character developing to where eventually Rogue One happens. Right. And so, is that more exciting for people or the concept of, I mean, this is all built on, you know, the Force and everything. So you had the mythical, like the lightsabers, the good versus evil, and so forth. So I don't think you can get away from that completely, nor should yeah. you. And I think if you want to make, have, if you're just trying to build um, sort of trilogies, you can go back. I mean, plenty of people love the stories about the Old Republic. The Old Republic, because they had video games, which people still play. That I, I played huge. Old we played yeah. Old Republic, right? Yeah. Which, honestly, I thought it was great. I thought the storylines in Old Republic were incredible. I thought they were great. I just think that there was no content after you got up to a higher level that the content... I mean, yeah, from a game standpoint i agree but i mean i'm talking about from a story oh the story back to that period of time find those main characters build a trilogy against those because, i would totally watch that yeah i mean 
the thing is the whole legacy of star wars has been the rule of two or at least with phantom menace they brought up the rule of two right that they should only be a master and apprentice for the, the sith at least that was not always the case pre-darth right. bane they were everywhere they yeah. were just as fluid or just as um prevalent as jedi were throughout the galaxy and that's why you had big wars happening between like Sith empires and good versus evil either. It was no. just it was kind of like if you look back at like Dungeons and Dragons, it was like you know chaotic versus. Oh, fuck, I'm forgetting what it's called, but it, it wasn't that it was good evil. It was lawful versus chaotic or yep. neutral. I mean, you can almost build a Marvel Marvel esque style where you can build individual stories mm-hmm. of that time period that all coalesce into multiple movies that create that massive connection so you to your point earlier you can build that sort of character understanding get that depth but then correlate into that one or multiple events that suddenly you know and then you've just built out a whole new not a new universe because already pre-existed but at least a new and this is purely for their money purposes you know but it also helps the fans in the story it brings the excitement back None of us are delusional that Disney and any of these theaters are in it to make money. I mean, look, anybody that says, oh, it shouldn't just be about money, you're, you're fucking wrong. But if you want to pull in my money, you do it like if, if you if people want to go back and look on YouTube and because there's uh, somebody did it where they took all the cinematic cutscenes from uh, Old Republic, Star Wars Old Republic, which is the MMORPG uh, that I think is still active. But they took all the cuts. It's like 40 minutes of this cutscenes. And it's honestly it's a great story. And the fight scenes are are just phenomenal. Whoever did the fight scenes for it, um, and you have a wide variety, like you have the rule of two, like you have the thing where you know they 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 kind of planned that a little bit, but or they show the beginnings of it. To your point, it wasn't the case back at that point. But they kind of showed some of the beginnings of it because, like, you had the apprentice killing his own master type thing to like break away, and it showed like that beginnings of that. But then you right. saw the relationship, and you just saw a bunch of different aspects of the universe. And I think if they went to something like that, I would totally watch it. And if it if it just went back to being building up, developing characters, developing storylines, where it actually was a storyline, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect where like, you don't have to go to the original trilogy where it's again, good versus evil. I think it would actually be cool to see it as like, Hey, in this case, the Sith were, was right. Or they were the ones who were more in the right than, than the Jedi, because, you know, the Jedi, you know, back then weren't, again, they, they also weren't in a position of power in, in the old Republic. Right. You know, it wasn't like, Oh, here's the Republic and here's, you know, the the lawful arm of the republic they were just they're just, they were just peacekeepers there. their purpose was just to go around and keep the peace and that's it right they, they didn't serve that the republic power. directly correct yeah so um, i would totally i would totally go back to it but if i think if they continue to try to do and again i i don't really want to get into the whole diversity thing and the the woman power and all that other stuff but if if they but it was clear that they had a, a an agenda and I, I'll probably kind of just leave it at that. It was clear that they had an agenda, especially in the second sequel, where it was clear that there was this, a certain agenda that they were pushing. Um, and if there's this an agenda, then it's it's not why I'm going to go to see a fantasy. No, you know, just write the story. Write the yeah, story and let it play out the way it needs yeah. to. Don't focus on... Yeah, there doesn't have to be like this need to... You have to make sure this person does this, or you have to make sure we get these type of characters in. Mm-hmm. Like, write the story. And then go from there. And ideally, when you write a story, it's in, it, it takes care of itself. It includes the characters that need to be present. Yeah. And, and I think that's where on. Disney as a whole, not just Star Wars, but Disney yeah. as a whole has gone, is that they forgot that, look, I go to the movies to disconnect from real life, right? You know, it's like, look, you have a daughter, and, you know, and you have, you know, how you deal with her, then your sons, and same thing in my house, and... And there's just so many things that we do in real life. I don't go to the movies for that reason. I mean, right. no, no, I, I will go to the movies for some of those reasons, but for most of the time, it's I want to escape for two, three hours, right? I, you know, I'm not looking for that. It's okay if you put that stuff in there, but when it's 
when it's actually the main purpose of the movie, that's when they start having a problem. Yep. You know? No, I agree. And, and that's coming back to Disney. Obviously, there have been a lot of recent pushes to take animated movies and make them live action. Um, so, which, and they've changed. They've changed up the stories a bit, which I understand to some degree. Uh, they want to make it slightly different. That way, you're not really just rewatching the exact same movie animated as live action. Like Aladdin was kind of like that. Aladdin was like that. Mulan was like that. Um, even Beauty and the Beast, to some degree, had a slight difference to it. But yeah. that one, I think, probably was more closer to the animated yeah. version. Well, say actually, Aladdin to me was a little bit closer to it too. Yeah, but I think when you go to Mulan and then you go definitely the Snow White one is it's a disaster for them. Well, yeah, well, that one that I'm is- still interested in because recently they announced that they were going to push it back a year for release, which means it won't come out until 2025. And part of it could be because the actor strike, writer strike plays into that a bit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, or that they're rewriting some of it because they're rewriting, or they're also trying to give time between comments from the lead actress that has made recently that have disenfranchised most people. Um, How do you say that I didn't like the, I only watched it once and I didn't like it? How do you well, say, someone can say that? That's fine. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, but it just doesn't go over well when you're, look, we, we know that it's dated. You know, like there's no question about you know the storyline, whatever. But everything's dated. It like, is. Everything that exists. The fact that when people get rid of content, whether it's books, movies, or whatever, because oh, they make stuff that's not right today. It's like yeah, that's the okay. point. Back then it was. So whether you like agreed with it or not is irrelevant. The movie was made at a period of time that that yeah, was yeah, the period definitely. of time. Yeah. Like just keep that in perspective. It's the period of time. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But forcing and, others to kill it kills well, it just bothers me. Well, that's what I mean. It, it wasn't to me. It wasn't. I, I don't disagree with s- some of the stuff she said. To me, it was how she came off. She came off as very like preachy, condescending, and just like, oh, we ain't doing it this way. It's you know we're reimagining the whole thing. It's like, well, then is it actually Snow White? Correct. You know, and like yeah. what's funny is is that they're talking about like the pushing out, like there's. Like it, they're, they're, it's the whole thing about are they actually going to try to put in dwarves now versus what it looked like they were done. They have they have the dwarves in there. They showed a recent uh, image of yeah. her with the CGI dwarves, so the dwarves are there. They but, even said though in the beginning that they weren't going to do dwarves because they felt that it was um, a derogatory term and and all these other things. But now they're saying, oh no, no, we always meant to have them in in the movie. Like, yeah, it's called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I, I don't believe them. I, I think that they changed their mind. Based upon oh, yeah, the, they the did. backlash. Yeah, no matter I'm what sure they at this point. I mean, who knows? I it, but I don't I don't I agree. Yeah. I mean it, so I agree with you. Disney's done a lot of I'm not gonna it, I mean the term gets used all the time, especially by the governor of Florida, the whole woke concept. Let's let's move past that because I don't really I get the whole concept of what that even really reflects. I mean, it's just a selective word people use. It's just like the whole boomer yeah. concept and other things that people throw around. It's like because you're different, that's fine, but that doesn't. Let's matter. go to an extreme. And to me, it's let's go to the extreme, right? Let's. If you don't agree with me, then I'm going to paint you as this absolute polar opposite. Of course, which is weak. Exactly, and it's interesting. Yeah, but to to that point, it's like the whole you know they've done things like Little Mermaid. I, I laughed hysterically when first pictures came out and the actress whose name I'm forgetting, I know it's but I can't remember her name. Yeah. She's wasn't white because Ariel was white in the, in the um, animated version. And they're like, Oh, that's wrong. I'm like, hold on. So you're okay with there actually being mermaids in real life, but they can't be of color. Like that's what bothers you most. It's like, no, you know, what's funny is like, I'm a, I was fine with it. I had no problem because we're talking about mermaids. Like, you There's know what? No mermaids. Well, one of the funny things they said is in all of these things, it's always the redheads that get replaced by somebody of yeah. color. Yeah. I, I mean, there was like this whole thing where they were showing every character that was a redhead gets changed into like everybody else might say the same, but there's always the redhead. It's like, well, which one can we change to somebody of color? Let's yeah. go after the redhead. Exactly. You know, you know which is kind of funny and ironic because redheads are, there's that you know, idea of that they're soulless and lack, you know, yeah, anything that are easily replaceable. Great. We just alienated any, you know, well, you did. 
I did. Well, yeah. no, we because you, you guilt by association. So sorry. No, no. So when I see something fucked up, you, you get associated with it. You're just a horrible person. That's true, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but no, like I saw Little Mermaid. It was okay. I mean, it was a good movie. I I didn't dislike it. I actually saw it in the theaters. I thought she did a good job in it. I it still kind of lacked a little bit, but. Mm. I, I thought the story was a little bit on, on the weak side. I thought their dynamic was pretty good uh, between, you know, but overall it was, it was okay. I'm just tired of them. Just again, kind of like even with Star Wars, like we said, like how they just went the lazy and made new, new hope. And all these remakes are just, where's the, Disney always just came up with things that we, everybody wanted to watch new things. And it just seems like any of their originality, ingenuity is just gone now. Yeah. I, I don't think that they're, I mean, yeah, you could talk about their stock prices. And like you've said, the go woke, go broke, whatever. I don't, they're not going to go broke. I know that they're trying to get rid of take a woke, go broke. You did, but that's fine. I know. But you talk about woke, so fuck you. Yeah, I brought, brought, I brought up. the word up. That was it. I said one but thing. That's what you meant when people talk the about it. Yeah. That's the term that they I agree. Use. The point is, is that. You know, you don't stop jumping to extremes. Like yeah. you're actually not taking. First off, you can't make everybody happy. Let's just be right. honest. Like you're right. just not going to. Right. Like, it's just never going to happen. So, best you can do is stick to a story that's relevant. And if you're going to remake a story that exists and it's called certain titles like Snow White or the book really starts uh, Skin White as Snow. You know, trying to ignore that is one thing. Just make you shouldn't be doing that. That yeah. and that's why I get a lot of people getting upset. But also, just in general, how they're doing it. But as far as like the whole woke concept that yeah. you know the governor Santis loves to throw out there because of their rights for LGBTQ, you know, like dude, okay, that's an extreme step on his part. He needs yeah. to like take it back a notch. And trying to infer things are happening in movies by Disney because he just wants to set an agenda is horrible. Like Disney's doing what they've generally yeah. always done. They try to be inclusive and thoughtful across the world, but they, to some degree, have gone a little more extreme than they probably would have liked. But I don't think, um, to, to your point, I don't think to, I think they've gone over what I think that they should be doing, but not nearly what the other no. side. What is being painted about. is completely overblown and towards I don't the reality. Know. But there are things they're doing where they are trying to push too hard, to your point earlier, an agenda. In some cases, you can see it. It's like, it's clear. if and we have to push agendas, then we're not going to get the results because that's going to irritate people when you force someone in their face. It's the same thing with DeSantis and his comments or other people in their comments. You know, you force something and keep, you know, slapping people in the face with something about it. Um, they're going to they're gonna push back. They're like, they're not going to react to it well. And so... You have to just kind of build it in. And well, did, you did you see the Panderverse by South Park? Did you, have no, you watched I've that? not seen that yet, no. So one of the, um, spoiler alert for it, but not like it's a huge one, but at the end, Cartman is sitting across from Kathleen Kennedy, and she say that she did all of this purely because of the hate mail, because she got 10,000 a day, and, he, and then Cartman's replies, well, actually, I was sending twelve to 14,000 a day. So she finds out in the end that it was only Cartman sending the letters. She reacted to him. Then he reacted to her. So basically, to your what we've been talking about is like this whole thing of why Disney, Kathleen Kennedy did it and why Cartman was doing it is because it was just those two going at it. And I think, unfortunately, it's the vocal minority that you hear. You yeah. only hear... But most guys who, who love Star Wars have no problem with a strong female character. Look at Leia. Look at, you know, just look at everything that we... I'm a dollar. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's we have no issue with it. Some guys do though. I mean, there are. Yeah. But having one person say it, and so do some women though. Let's be clear. It's not oh, just yeah, a guy no, thing. You're right. But then there are some people who thought that no, it should be only be women. So it's. But again, I think it's always a vocal minority, especially with social media, and everybody has a platform now. Like, look at us. Why in the fuck are we doing a podcast? Because we're bored. We're bored. Oh, right. Give our thoughts. Yeah, that's really a main point. Yeah. But everybody has a platform now. Yeah. But so, let's say, sake of argument, that you and I started 
talking about it in a very negative light. Like, yeah, Ray was a horrible character. They should just do all that. Then people are going to say, see, white male is doing this. You know, yeah. The, yeah. And, which I think it does happen. But I don't think it being in that category, I, I, I think it's a, definitely just a vocal minority. But yeah. people kind of get on that. Agreed. So I think, yeah, I mean, in the end, you're right. It's just the minority is always been that I've seen, at least the ones that tend to that companies react to, which blows my mind. Like if when you sell things, you sell for the majority, like the majority sales will always dictate where you go. Of course, you raise prices and whatnot. And but you'll listen to a small group of people who are out there yelling that you're horrible and go, well, we'll do better. It's like, no, no, just ignore them. Yeah. And tell them that's not what the majority think and move on. So, but yeah, I think for Disney in general, like there's some changes they'll need to do. Now, obviously they, they need to restructure their pricing because it's ridiculous. They're, they're yeah. just killing it. And um, they'll need to just start to rethink how they're going to move their franchises forward and come up with new content, dude. I, I just want to like, So like new. in the last 10 years, what do you think is like your favorite Disney movie or Disney related and i'm talking disney not star wars not marvel i'm talking disney pixar the, those two friend or those two um what are they called uh christ that theaters um production companies right Biz, pixar and disney animation yeah which one or even the live action like what do you think in the last five to ten years is is your your favorite i mean there's a few that have been really good and most of them generally come from pixar but I did like Disney. Like Moana was great. Loved Moana. Yeah. It's a great story. I loved Coco. I Coco that that, that, that actually was more surprising for me than I thought. Um, Coco is probably my favorite Disney in yeah. the last five or ten years. Yeah, I thought it was a great original story. It was, you know, it just showed. It was just great. I mean, I yeah. think overall the story, the what it was about family. You know, it was about. It was a very traditional. Disney type movie where, you know, you you had your your characters. You know, you had the dog, you had the. I'm not even going to try to butcher the name of the, the spirit animals. I just won't do it because, yeah. But I thought it was. Yeah. Awesome. Probably, people probably appreciate that, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But Moana was fun too, and again yeah. for the same reason, it was just, and it, it was just a good story. They had the good music in them. It was it was traditional, what you expect out of Disney. Yeah. I mean, Soul's another good one that they had too, which was more jazz, which I enjoyed. So yeah. it just depends. But yeah, I think the, the, to your point, the animated, whether or not even animated, but just it, it turns out to be Disney's only new content that's unique is almost always going to come out of the animation studios right now. And uh, yeah, they've yeah. been great. Yeah. They haven't had a, an original, I, I don't know of an original live actual, like, I've seen, I don't know why recently I've seen a lot of clips from it, but like uh, Princess Diaries. Hmm. You know, we haven't That's seen so like yeah. that for a while from them. Yeah. Where it's I mean, just, they did do Haunted Mansion, which was original, but it's really using the yeah, ride as the true, basis. True. So, which Jungle is Cruise is another one as well with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt that came out in the last 10 years. Yeah. That, that was okay. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. I, I don't go back and rewatch it, but I enjoyed it for a one time view. But isn't that like the thing about Disney, though? I mean, how many times have we re I mean, okay, maybe it wasn't like I saw Toy Story at least 100 times. My oldest son wore out VHS tapes of Toy Story. Yeah. But, but like some of the movies now, it's like I, I've watched Coco at least five or six times, probably even yeah. more. Than but I yeah. like some of the ones that they're making now, it's like, yeah, they. Like the John Cruise one, it's like, not, like you said, it was enjoyable. It wasn't bad, but I want to watch it again. Yeah. So I, I anyway. think that, that's the thing that I don't see them making really a lot of content on the live action that's going to be repeatable or that people will watch 15 years down the line. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's what they have to go back to. I think they have to go back to just making content that's just purely for entertainment. And if they yeah. do that, I think that they can turn things around. But we'll see. So there's a lot they need to do. I think that's what we talked about today was just purely there's a lot of things that they have access to that they need to either change or improve upon um Get but yeah I, I agree 
being original again. Yeah, be original. Reduce your goddamn prices. Well, that. And get rid of stupid services no longer needed. That's what I got out of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. If we're talking about the, I mean, this is. Sum it all up. The whole vacation thing is for another thing because you go to Alani, you go to, you know, the, the. Yeah, we can do a whole show on vacations. Yeah, we have to do one on that because I think that that's getting into. But I think for when you're talking about the core thing for us families, I mean, going as a family to an amusement park right now, I can That's just, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, it was a no, I, yeah. I think proportionally, it's it's almost gouging to the point where only adults can go now. But agreed. I actually think that's who they're, they're catering to nowadays. They don't care about the families. Well, We'll leave it at that. I know we talked about that earlier. Yeah. We'll end it there. Gouging makes sense. <laughs> and again, I'm all for you know they can make the money, but you know at a certain point you're gonna lose, you know your core audience. Yep, agreed. Are you gonna, gonna push back? Awesome. Yeah, we do well, love Disney though. Look, we are we are Disney families. You know, even when we bash them, we only bash them because we love it. There you go. Exactly. You only want the best. Right. So you want the only the best. Appreciate everybody joining this week's call. Yeah, yeah. Or podcast call. Nobody yeah. called. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, work, week, okay? yeah, this week's episode of our podcast. Um, yeah, you, and you yeah, that's for next week. You know, afterwards? What? You're going to send meeting notes after this call? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Anyway, all right, enough. Well, everybody have a good week. And uh, we'll t- hopefully people will listen next week. And don't forget to uh, subscribe. Yeah. Take care.